The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. so much for tuning into it wait wait a minute what's going on here what's going on oh oh my god ah! oh hell yeah boy uh it's old stone cold steve austin here and you're listening to the panel discussion hell i had myself one beer what two beers what three beers what a shot of whiskey what a margarita what a bloody mary what Hell, I'm drunk. What? And I got this here meadly, meadly black, uh, li- little bit, little beady black-eyed son of a bitch right here, staring across from me, and he's looking at me all sideways. I'm fixing to stomp a mud hole in his ass and walk it dry. I'm talking about Will Smith. Oh hell yeah! What? Everybody, happy three sixteen day from the panel discussion. Yeah, you guys been bamboozled. It's been me this whole time, not Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, what? Gee, yeah, what? Yeah, do you know I could turn that charm on? What? You thought I'm just Sean Connery, huh? Is that what you thought? Man thought, of many. You voices. thought I'm just meet one? Well, did you know that I could throw a a Stone Cold Stunner on your ass? Oh, give me a hell yeah! Hell yeah! That's right, three sixteen it is. Yeah, I know everyone out there is celebrating St. Patrick's Day right now. Well, fuck you. We celebrate Austin three sixteen here it's at the panel discussion. Pretty much the same thing. You just drink one people. You know, you either drink green beer or regular beer. That's all it is. What? <laughs> yeah, you got your. It's also, your, it's your, also Happy Pandemic Day. Oh no way! A year ago today, they told us to stay indoors. No, and no, not no, no, do no, anything. no, 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 no. I remember this. All right, they said two weeks. Oh, originally was that what it was? Yeah, it became a, a year. Became fuck well, all. We gotta do is flatten that curve, Will. Once we flatten that curve, we're gonna be good to go. Flatten this curve, you assholes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, now you got Daddy Como. Here in New York, opening everything up because every time a woman comes out and say he touched me where I pee, he opens up something else. I'm just waiting. What's the correlation with that? Why? Because every time someone goes, "Hey, Andrew Cuomo sexually harassed me," he's like, "Oh, damn, oh God, uh, uh, restaurants is open again." <laughs> it's just a. It's just a. He's a magician. And everyone's of hand. Like, <laughs> everyone's like, "Yay, this is good." Wait, wait. He, he did what to you? All right, all right, all right. All right. Uh, bars, bars are open again. Yeah, I'm Como. <laughs> I like that. That's his voice. Yeah, that's his voice identically <laughs> to you, out of New York Staters. Yes, yeah, that's his voice right. verbatim. Well, verbatim. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing okay. Good. You know, yeah, I got. I'm drinking a little bit of this here whiskey. Yeah, I'm it's just all excited. Good. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to talk to you, man. I miss your face. I know. I see it's you right once here. A week. It's right on my on my head. I know. I stare at it. My I'm eyes. A my eyes don't move. It's crazy. I keep trying. You know, put them go uh, one somewhere way, else, another but way. they don't do it. Every day I wake up, my nose is in the same spot. Yeah. Will, my kids keep trying to take it from me. The nose? Well, because I take theirs first, and then I run away. And then they try to take mine, and I go, okay, let's put it over here on my cheek maybe. And they miss, and they put it right back where it belongs. Man. Depth perception. That makes me off. so happy that I don't have kids. Yeah. They're <laughs> a pain. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> I'm sure they're great. 
So, yeah, it was a good, I had a good week. You know, uh, I, I went to a comic book convention last weekend. Did you? I did. I did. I paid well, a little I, extra money to do the early bird special because I was a little concerned about, you know, time duration. Uh, Plus, my you, wife uh, was already making plans for later in the day. Was this the one that my friend Rose was at? The the girl that dresses up like Supergirl. She's blonde and she always has like children. I, I did. I did not see a Supergirl. But again, I was there early. They have it was okay. from like it was like 10 to 4. For like five bucks to get in, or if you went at, ten four, Roger Roger. If you went to at from eight to ten, you paid ten bucks to get in. And I only saw Deadpool and Wolverine. And Wolverine, God bless him, he was still wearing a mask. God love him, because I mean he can regenerate, so he didn't need to wear the mask. I, he was doing that for my safety. He's I looking appreciate out for that. everybody. Else. Yeah, what a real superhero, you know? You know dude, he not- couldn't even smoke his stogie with that mask on. What you got to do is cut a hole in the mask. No, that's a fire could... hazard is what that is. I know it was at a fire hall, to but To cut still. a hole in the mask. If... Oh, I know why. Because of the oxygen being able to move back and forth. See, fire has to breathe. That's true. Yeah, he would just be smoking Corona everywhere. Smoking puff corona. balls of Corona. Little, yeah, yeah Corona you know? puffs. We call exactly. those Corona clusters. Is that what that is? Yeah. Cumulonimbus a... Corona? A co- yes. <laughs> okay. A good was, old COVID cluster. Yeah, it was nice. You know, there was uh, I got some toys. COVID cluster in that COVID crockpot that you were at. COVID. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a cesspool. Is what it uh, was. Is everyone running around coughing on each other? No, looking, I mean people were pretty good. Dogs. Like I, I like I left maybe at like ten fifteen, and that's when the crowd still really started coming in. Oh, and you then, left early. Yeah, I mean I got there at like nine, maybe nine thirty. Oh, okay. Well, there's not as many people, so you can see what you want, buy what you want, get the hell out, you know. Yeah. A lot of it's just waiting for people to be like, you done looking yet? You done looking? Come on, let me look. Did you get anything good? Yeah, I got I got a couple of the Star Wars Black Series figures, which was great. Like, some dude was selling them at cost. Oh, did you get Ray? I did not get Ray. I got <laughs> Bo-Katan. And nice. I, I got, uh, I got uh, two guys from the Bad Batch, Crosshair, who was the sniper. And then I forget the other. He's Rambo, just as a clone. I love Bo-Katan. But, like, yeah, they were 20 bucks cash. Really? Like, that's what they are retail. So they, he didn't upsell or anything? No. Like, was there, I was, was there it was, damage it was, to him? No, they were perfect. Like, I looked at, like, he had them on display off to the side, and then he had some older stuff. Yeah. And he had a big sign that said Black Series, 20 bucks. Marvel Legends, 20 bucks. Dude. And that's what they are retail. So I'm like, oh, I assume these ones are a little higher up. He's like, no, that's 20 bucks. What? I'm like, okay, I'll take these three. And he had it at that price that early on, usually later in the day with conventions. Oh, yeah. They dropped yeah, the price Exactly. Then. No, this was like before. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. There was like, I could tell there were other vendors that were pissed off because they had the same figures and they were upselling them for like 30, 35 bucks. And yeah. this guy selling them for 20. Cheaper because there's no tax. There's no, uh, there's no nothing. Was this guy Tony Soprano? No, he he was a uh, relatively in shape, nice gentleman. Okay, you know, no Italian accent. Ah, you know, he, was he is the Irish mafia. He, I don't know. I mean, if I were to guess, I mean, at that price, I'm sure there was a little shenanigans going on. But hey, yeah, like he fell you know, off a truck. Yeah, you know, whatever. He's making a living. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. He's happy. Who cares? Fuck, so, you, fuck Hasbro. You open up the package and the uh, the blue paint explodes in your face. No, I opened him up. I played with them a little bit. I put them on display. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. Dude, good. Congratulations yeah. on those uh, on that awesome find there, man. I got myself. I did get some some other people had some toys in a bundle. It was like, you know, you know, five. Uh, they were like five bucks a piece or like six for 20 bucks. One guy had one, four bucks a piece, three for 10. And there were like sequel trilogy shit. But, you know, like I, I bought I bought a Kylo Ren and then another Kylo Ren. So I could do a little head swap action because they never made like a good Kylo Ren. Without the helmet, 
So I did that where yeah, I got a little Adam Driver. The one without the helmet looks like Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, it's okay. It's weird. Yeah, a lot of the head scans aren't that great, but you do what you do. I know. I, I mean, like, Pedro Pascal's head is fucking weird, too, man. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, true. yeah looks, they, they're a little weird. He looks like he's doing his best impression of a blowfish. Well, you know, you got to blow those cheeks up. You got to look big. You got to look threatening when you don't have your Mandalorian helmet on. Ah, yes. And to do that, you have to make your face twice the size of what it is. Exactly. To scare off the predators. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know what? That's what Arnold should have done the whole time. He didn't have to douse himself in mud. He just should have blown up his cheeks. That think, predator would have gone running away. Well, maybe Jean-Claude Van Damme, but the one we got, I don't know, man. Nah, he's a coward. He's a coward. Danny Glover should have done it. I'll tell you what. A Danny could have done it. Gary yeah. Busey should have done it. That oh, would save the he, all, all Gary had to do was smile at the damn Dude, thing. The he would hero, have ran away. The hero of that movie to me is Gary Busey that, because he oh. got it. everything set up in that meat shack for Danny Glover to unload a shotgun on him. And once you unload a shotgun on something, man, it's just all downhill from there. Yeah. I and mean, at that point, the Predator's like, man, I'm really effed up. Yeah. I got to He's trying to patch himself up in Granny and Grandpa's bathroom. Yeah. You know, they don't know what's up. They're trying to watch Wheel of Fortune. It's okay. I'm a cop. Well, I don't think he gives a fuck. <laughs> Best part of the movie. <laughs> but my, my favorite was, like, one guy, he had, like, they were, like, five bucks a piece, six for 20 bucks. Yeah. So, of course, ooh, I like this one. Well, I, I, so I find five yeah. that I really like. Of course. Of course. You find five. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I need one more to finish this off. So I'm going through, and I'm like, okay, this one's good, this one's good, this one's good. And the guy was a nice guy. We were talking, and, and, and I, I came up on a Rose Tico. Bless her heart. And I just go, you know what? I'll take this one off your hands. You go, oh, thank Christ, man. Thank you for taking that one. <laughs> he thanked you? He did. <laughs> there, there was literally did a time. Did he throw in something else? No, I mean, I, yeah, he probably would have knocked two bucks off for me to take the thing. But regardless, like— there was literally a time where you could go on entertainmentearth.com, which is a great site for collectible needs, um, and you could buy a dozen roses for Valentine's Day, <laughs> where you could buy a dozen rose Ticos. What? Now, these are these six-inch figures yeah. that were $20 a piece retail. You could get a dozen of them for fourteen ninety nine. That's how many there were. That's how overproduced they were. That's how much no one wanted these figures. I feel so bad for her, dude. Yeah, she's a phenomenal. Like, she's a great actress. That role just sucked. You know? Yeah, it definitely did suck. I just feel so bad for that actress. Well, and then like Disney threw her a uh, uh, oh, "We're Sorry" bone for the Ray and the Last Dragon, which oh. I, I didn't watch, but I've, I've heard really good things about the movie. I'm definitely gonna watch when it's. Uh, I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna pay thirty dollars to watch a movie when you're gonna be giving it to me for free and like a couple. Months. Oh, is that one of the ones you have to actually like pay for? Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, how Mulan, the live action Mulan was. It's got the premiere access, twenty nine ninety nine. It's like I'll wait, I'll wait. Thank you, thank you. I'll wait too. Oh, so she's she's the lead in that? Well, the voice lead. It's animated, so yeah. But okay, yeah. yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> I've heard really good things about it. Um, but yeah, the guy was really cool. He's like, yeah, you know, oh, thank you for taking this off my hands and. It's, it's, you know, they're never going to make that figure again, let's be honest. Nope. So I kind of want to hang on to it. I have one already in my collection, but out of package. So this one's in package. I'll leave it in for a bit. I noticed a thing now going on, maybe not with our generation, but I think like more like the guys that are younger, us like Matt. Yeah. Uh, Who's not here today. Wait. Oh. He's just being quiet in the corner. Wait, no, he's Matt, not? Matt, Matt's still on his late night shift. He'll be back. We're holding down the ship. He's... This is a big shout out to our friend Matt. He'll be back soon. Matt, you're. Oh, wow. He's not here. 
Okay. <laughs> that's why I'm hosting. Okay. That's why. I mean, we love him to death. He'll be back soon. He'll be back. As a matter of fact, he's going to read you guys a little bit of a doodad here in the middle of the show. What? Yeah. What? What? I. Speaking of what? What was I talking about? Uh, we were talking about uh, something about match generation. Match generation. Yeah, yeah. They're the ones that are like, it, it's cool to like Jar Jar now. No, it's I disagree like- because I went to my local Walmart and there's a shite ton of the Jar Jar Binks action figure. Now, the problem with that was they Why only. Why well, are there Jar Jar Binks action figures well, being they, produced they, right now? Well, because the, the Black Series, they're going back into the old movies to produce them. But the problem was is they released them at the. $30 price point instead of the $20 price point. Well, you're not Because he's gonna, a deluxe, no. and I'm quoting, deluxe action figure. Because they, they gave to, him a shield. They gave him one of those Gungan shields oh, to make a $30 the, figure. They it's had a to good make figure, the, yeah, but like, nobody, right. yeah, nobody wants to pay an extra 10 bucks. If it would have been a $20 figure, it would be flying off the shelves. Okay, then maybe I'm wrong, but it seems like, especially on like the internet and stuff, it was a point where it was like, oh, let's keep making fun of Jar Jar. Then out of nowhere, everyone's like, no, we love Jar Jar. I don't love him. I never hated him. Oh, I did. No, I never really hated him. Yeah. I really, I really, I, I mean, I've gone down the rabbit hole of the Darth Jar Jar, and I really think that that would have been awesome. Darth Jar Jar would have been cool. It would have been the best swerve ever. Exactly. Even a, even a bigger swerve in the history of, like, I, I think that would be the biggest swerve in the history of history. I really that- do think that was the original intention. And then when there was so much backlash, George cowered and he changed his plan. I really, really, I really think about that because he wanted the polar opposite of Yoda. And when you first meet Yoda, you think he's a peon. You think he's nothing. And then you find out he's the most powerful Jedi master in the world. He wanted to do that same story, but the reverse where Jar Jar, this idiot, this ne- this, this moron is the most powerful Sith Lord in the entire galaxy. Well, he got that with Palpatine. No, because when you watch Phantom Menace. Oh, like you talk about like when he dives into the pool and no. When you watch Phantom Menace, every single time that Palpatine is manipulating someone, Jar Jar's there. Jar Jar's mouth is moving at certain points when Palpatine's doing things. Go go back and watch. Go back and watch Phantom Menace. I There's more God, to it. I don't want to. Consp- no, it, that's like my favorite prequel. Just for the memories, I know it's a bad movie, okay. but I yeah, still love it. Yeah, I, I I do have good fond memories of of like going to that movie with a few friends and stuff, and being like, "Yay, we're virgins!" Yeah, um, it's cool. Before yeah, before we cool. we had our judgment clouded, that's not a bad thing. Yeah, that's true. I I mean <laughs> I, I I until George actually comes out because he always comes out with something new. That you're just like, wait, what? Dude? No, he, I mean, he he never had a definitive idea. Like he's he's an artist. He keeps changing his ideas and changing where he wants to go, and that's not a bad thing. I mean, for the that's longest time, it wasn't supposed to be that Darth Vader was Luke's father. It was supposed to be that yeah. Anakin was actually yep. someone that Darth Vader killed. Yep. And also, like the original concept art where Darth Vader could actually drink and eat through his mask. Oh, I never saw that. Oh yeah, it's cool. It's a part where he's like interrogating uh, Princess Leia. And he holds his hand out, and a flask flies over to his hand, and he uh, a part of his helmet just like slides down, and he drinks through his uh, through his <laughs> helmet. Yeah, that would have been great. Yeah, I'm glad they scrapped a lot of shit. Well, a little joke for you. What's I lo- that? I love puns. Oh, do you know? Okay, so we know that Chewie is short for Chewbacca. Yeah, and we know that you know Ben is short for Obi Wan Kenobi. Sure. And then we know that Luke is uh, short for Stormtrooper. 
That was awesome. You're welcome. I'm going to um, steal that. <laughs> um, uh, hey, before you get into stuff right now, man, well, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you tell me yeah, about yeah. your week. I just want to tell you real quick, dude. I have uh, my my week, the past few weeks, this whole month of March. Yeah. My other podcast, we're reviewing trauma movies. Uh, but we're also collaborating with another podcast. They're watching trauma movies. So we're watching the movie that they did doing a review for it on their show. And then we watch our movie. So, so far this month. My God, I've gone cross eyed. I have pretty much, man. I've watched four trauma movies this month so far. And I I feel like I my brain is melting. It's like maple syrup at this point. In a good way or bad? I, mean, I love in a maple bad way. syrup. I mean, I put it in my hair. When is the last time you sat and watched trauma? The only trauma movies that I ever really got into were the Toxic Avenger movies. That's All right, about man. it. That's see, my see, extent tox- of trauma. To- that's good. Toxic Avenger is great. Yeah. The sequel's not so much. I, the- I, I actually really like uh, – is it part two where he goes to Japan? Uh, that's three. Three. I like yeah. three. It's not bad. I I mean, it, uh, part four is better. Uh, it's the, I, it's see, the better I sequel. Did not, I did not care for Citizen Oh, with the, with the two uh, – to- I liked it because it brought Kabuki Man back. I didn't even know who he was. Oh, you got to go back to 1991, Sergeant Kabuki Man. I never saw that. Okay, so the movies that we watched this month are Terra Firmer that came out in 99, uh, Rabid Grannies, we watched uh, Redneck Zombies, we watched Class of Newcomb High, and then we watched Class of Newcomb High Part 2 and Sergeant Kabuki Man. So can I, can I find Sergeant Kabuki Man on a digital video disc? You can. You could also find it streaming uh, for free on this app called Fossum. Okay, it's awesome with an F in front of it, oh. like like fucking awesome, whatever. It's Fossum. Oh, you just got you just got to deal with commercials. Dirty birds. That is, that's cool. Yeah, no, I, Sergeant, I had, I, I had I think, no idea who Sergeant Kabuki Man was. The reason why I'm bringing this up too is that he is a superhero that kind of got like the shaft. It. Uh, Sergeant Kabuki Man was brought up to Lloyd Kaufman, who runs Stroma, while they were in Japan filming. Toxic Avenger Part 3 by Namco. Namco gave Lloyd Kaufman all this money because they wanted to make their own Japanese superhero, Sergeant Kabuki Man. Um, but they they were trying to like gear it towards kids and get a cartoon kind of like the Toxic Crusaders. They actually filmed a pilot episode for it. I love the Toxic Crusaders. It's great. So good. And it's so ahead of its time. But I guess the rumor right now is that Sergeant Kabuki Man is going to get his own comic book series run uh, coming out pretty soon. That's pretty exciting. Uh, that's something that for you trauma fans and if you guys like you know the slapstick goofy, over-the-top action heroes that aren't your typical run-of-the-mill, Sergeant Kabuki Man would be the way to go. And if you guys want to know more about Sergeant Kabuki Man, I recommend watching the movie that came out in 1991 on the streaming at Fossum. I think it's also on YouTube, but I'm not exactly sure. Uh, but I it's... caught you in a misinformed point of view. Do tell, my friend. He goes to Japan in part two. Shit. I knew it. Yeah. I fucking knew it. Shit. Phony. Phony. Hold up. Hold up now. Part two goes into part three. So therefore, they were both done in Japan. Well played. Yes. <laughs> part three is all in Japan. Part two is like starts in Tromaville. The one then... where he goes to the bathhouse and he does like the fish on the doozy nose. That's part two. I love that. That scene. is part two. I love that scene. Uh. Yeah, that's all I really got about Sergeant Kabuki, man. But he's getting. Uh, I'm gonna watch that movie. That's a movie. That's something I've I've pondered for too many years. Really? Yeah, too many years. When you watch it, keep in mind that Namco were the ones giving 
Troma money for it. Yeah, okay. And that they wanted it to be a kid's movie. And in the opening scene, there's cocaine use. Yeah. There's nudity. Little kids like get... Like, Citizen Toxie is probably the most... Um, Offensive. Reprehensible of the three, of all four, rather. And the fact that James Gunn helped write that movie and also starred in it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's awesome. Yeah, I love it. I, I fucking love it. It's so, great. Um, I, I think my main hang-up was the, the costume redesign for Toxie. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. It's, it's, it, I, it, that didn't really bother me that much. Bothered me, but I, uh, I have weird hang-ups like that. Well, you know, our little friend... Uh, Peter Dinklage is going to be playing Melvin in the upcoming Toxic Avenger big budget Hollywood release. Are they they finally going to remake that? Yes, thank and goodness. That's like one of those movies I always thought you should remake. And that was actually Lloyd Kaufman was the one that was like because people were just like, no, fuck this, boycott Hollywood, don't no, watch the new. No, Lloyd was like, guys, I have always wanted Toxic Avenger. Toxic Avenger is my baby. Yeah, he's the one that brought me to the fucking dance. Yeah, like I want. Toxic Avenger to have a big budget Hollywood movie. Yeah. I want Toxic Avenger on T-shirts. I want him on lunchboxes. I want him. I, I want normal people to know him. I want kids to play with his action figure. Yeah, like Lloyd Kaufman wants to exploit Toxic Avenger, and if that's what he wants, then we should support it. I'll never forget. Like as a little kid, I went to the dentist office, and my des- dentist was always like, "Okay, if you're really, really good, I have a treasure chest full of toys that- and stuff that you could pick out from." Yeah, and I did a really good job. I killed it at that fucking dentist's office. Nice. I go to that treasure chest, I open it up, and what do I get? I get a Toxic Crusaders sticker book. Dude, are you serious? Yeah, it was awesome. Oh, my that was God. Like, I'm like, who are these people? This is amazing. And then I saw the toys at the store, and I'm like, these match up yes. right with my yes, Ninja yes, Turtles. Yes. These are fantastic. They totally do. Oh, they're amazing. Oh, my God. The Toxic Crusader toys were awesome. I used to get them at KB Toys. Dude, I, I went out of my way to repurchase all these toys, and they're so good. Well, you they're did? So good. Yeah, yeah. Are they so are good. they in your room on display? They are in my room on display. Have I just not noticed it? Or uh, they are in my closet on the bottom shelf. There's like a Ninja Turtle toy display, and then there's oh. I have the, the movies, and then I have them there, um, and they're fantastic. I my love friend, them. My friend, you need to put Did, that pussy on a pedestal. Well, you saw you saw one of my quarantine projects of building everything, and uh, where uh, I made Toxie's girlfriend's figure. Oh my God! Wait, what? Yeah, why don't I remember this? I'll I'll show you later. Yeah, please do. I took an April O'Neil Ravishing Reporter Playmates toy and what? I remade it into Toxie's girlfriend from the show to go with my Toxic Crusaders oh, toys. Oh, is she? That's how much I love these th- this fucking show. Oh God, sexy and blind. Uh, Toxic Crusaders is just ahead of its time, and it is streaming on Amazon Prime right now. It's a great show. It's I love fantastic. That. I love that cartoon. Yeah, so I went off the rails there on uh, a little trauma bit. No worries, no worries. I mean, we were talking Star Wars, <laughs> but you know, hey, that'll th- that's kind of where we go now. We we reported earlier that like there's a a, a theme out there that many Masoud who played Aladdin in uh, Aladdin in Aladdin that, that was the movie Aladdin uh, he's he's like kind of fan cast speculated to play Ezra Bridger so uh, on his Instagram he he, he released a little tongue in cheek quote that says hey just so you know when I escape I won't have it hurt any of you. Which uh, is a, a quote from Ezra from season two after he's captured by a bunch of stormtroopers. So he's kind of like, he's playing coy. We don't know if he's actually going to be cast, if he's going to be in it. I think he'd be a great choice. I hope he does get cast in the role. 
I agree. Um, I uh, I didn't watch the movie, but I went and watched some stuff on YouTube just to see who he was. Yeah. He would be perfect as yeah. Ezra. He would be a great older Ezra. I, I, I Agreed. I, yeah. Absolutely so, agree. Yeah. So that'd be great. That'd be great. So far with the casting of Star Wars, uh, this new Star Wars going forward, I don't mean the, the, the new trilogy movies, but yeah. like going forward, everyone that they have been casting has been money. I think between I think like Carl, certain... Carl Weathers, yeah. uh, uh, what's his nuts, who's Moff Gideon. Like everybody throwing Michael Bean in the show, uh, uh, Rosario Dawson, yeah, like every- like everybody has been so and, and fucking even, good. Even, I, I'm I'm sorry, but like I don't know if you knew this, but the the woman who plays Bo-Katan is the voice. Yes, she was of actually Bo-Katan. they they, they modeled, modeled that animated character after that actress. Um, but um, I I understand how some characters you can go right for the the animated character who voiced them, but some characters you can't. Um, like people are, are speculating who's going to play Thrawn. And I, I think that's one of those characters where the guy who did the voice Nicholson, uh, would be great in that role. Yeah. I think it was, is his name Lars? Yeah. He's, he's, uh, Mads, Mads, Mads Mickelson's brother. Older brother. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be perfect, which I know Benedict Cumberbatch just came out and he was just like, no, I'm, no, I'm not, I'm not I, playing I, Thrawn. No, he shouldn't. He Absolutely, should he should not. No, neither should Robert Downey Jr. I think that's the dumbest man speculation ever. That seriously that is, is. He doesn't fit that role at all. The other one that really chapped my ass was uh, Andy Oitman works really good on your ass if it's chapped. Uh, I don't like that greasy feeling, oh, especially it. when it leaks. You no, know, you put it on before bedtime. Oh, maybe I yeah, should. You put let it. you let the hours of the night do its work, well, and then when I... you wake up in the morning, bam. Really? Chapped ass gone. I'm still worried about getting grease on my bed, so maybe I should put the no, AD yeah, yeah, I mean, on and put my muffler on. Yeah, you got to put a muffler up there. Got to put that muffler. See, now I just take my muffler put it up my ass. Well, you didn't have to explain it. People, if you know Dusty Rhodes, you know what a muffler is. This wasn't part of the show. We talked about this before the show. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Yes. All right. My bad. Either way. <laughs> either way. Um... Yeah, I mean, Andy Oitman works good, but no, like what was happening? Oh wait, what chap my ass was that Johnny Depp was actually rumored to play as Thrawn I, too. I I wouldn't mind that. Ah, he's he needs he needs redemption, and I think he could bring justice to that role. He needs redemption, and it needs to be something that's not affiliated with Tim Burton. Yeah, Gore Verbinski, Pirates Part Six. He's coming back, baby. Mm, is he? I hope so. I know Disney made amends with him. Oh, they did. Yeah. I mean, the guy loves the character. He freaking goes to the theme parks. Well, he's out of Fantastic Beasts now. Well, uh, that was like one of those WB didn't fire Amanda Heard, so you know where they were going. Yep. You know, is what it is. Uh, so they replaced his character with Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. yeah. I'm okay with this. Yeah. So tit for tat, we want Mads Mikkelsen for Thrawn. I he would. won't be Thrawn no. because he played Rogue One. Yeah, he was in he was Urso in Rogue One. So we get his brother a lot. You know, it is tit for tat. Yeah, I mean, you know I, what I mean. I like tits. <laughs> they all tit tat. Yeah, shit, man. I like tits with tats. Oh yeah, okay, that's good. I like you. I, do you? I it's like it. I like a nice thick tattooed woman. <laughs> Speaking, of, you know, oh, you know, we're talking, you know, Star Wars. Thick women yep. that are attractive. So, you know, Cara Dune was another great character. Oh, I And miss, she's I... been, you know, I took my, uh, I didn't, but the society took their big eraser and it, eh, 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 
Yeah, yeah, I know. And then there goes all the eraser dust off your paper. But uh, I'm going to I'm going to Disney in October. I can't fucking wait. Oh yeah, booked our trip. You know the first thing I did? Wax your back. No, that's no. still hairy as hell. Yeah, I'll do that like summertime. It's it's freaking it's March. It's too early to do that. Who am I showing my back to in March? Nobody. No, my wife. She yeah. she knows what's there. Either way, <laughs> first thing I did, I searched. Carrot Dune T-shirt. What? Purchase. You got yourself a Carrot Dune Car- for my. When I go to Galaxy's Edge, I'm wearing my Carrot Dune T-shirt. That a boy. I'm gonna walk around. Cut the sleeves off of it. No, I, well, maybe it'll be it'll be October. It might be hot down it'll there. It'll be Who toasty. Knows? I don't want to cut my sleeves up. I want to wear that shit everywhere. They're not making more Carrot Dune shirts. How much was it? Twenty bucks. Shit, I might get one. Yeah. She's thick, tattooed, and she's a goddess. Yeah. So yeah. It's a great shirt. I don't you know? care what she said. <laughs> Doesn't matter. No, don't matter to me. Don't matter to me none. No, sir. So, yes. Did you see some of the stuff for Falcon and Winter Soldier? That's coming next Friday. It felt weird. No, Nothing this Friday. We had nothing to watch. Yeah, nothing at all. I sat around, twiddled my thumbs. So we're going to stick on the Disney bandwagon. All right. We got some a Bucky and the Winter Soldier. First episode's coming up this Friday. I know I'm stoked. I would think you're stoked as well. I'm very excited about this. I cannot wait. I may actually do the whole uh, either wake up super early or stay up late and watch it. I'm more excited about this than I was for WandaVision. Uh, now, and it's not to say, like, I take anything away from WandaVision. It was something completely different. I'm just, uh, God damn it, dude. I love, uh, I mean, I love Seabass. I love, uh, I love Sebastian. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's I love, great. I love, I love the, the, fr- I, the, the, the frenemy the, dynamic yes, between the two. Yes, dude. Getting like Tango and Cash. Freaking, yeah, Like man. the old 80s buddy cop movie vibes. Real, grumpy old men. Yeah. I mean, the, the latest clip they released, which I thought was hilarious. It was like Bucky was, it was introduced to Sam's sister. And he's flirting with her, and he's like getting the hots for her. I didn't and you could, see you could this? totally see Sam's not having it, like bad yeah. boys, bad boy yes, style. Yes, and it just, um, I, I like where they're going with it. But my favorite thing that 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 I saw promoting this show was also promoting Xbox Game Pass. Did you see this? No, sir. So it, it's a shot of of uh, Sam Wilson at like a GameStop. Like it, it doesn't say GameStop, but it's like your gamer store, and there's games everywhere. And he's 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 looking at the the uh, the video of a video game, and there's this guy sitting there playing his Xbox. He's like, "Oh man, this is cool. I do this stuff all the time." You know? Do you? Do you, I mean you probably do this stuff because you're a superhero? And Sam's like, "Well, yeah, you know, I'm a superhero, but this is pretty cool. I like watching this." And to the novice. This is just some guy who works at GameStop. But to the MCU debonair, this is the same gentleman who worked at the Apple Store during Captain America the Winter Soldier when Steve Rogers and Natasha were in that Apple Store. Are you serious? Same guy. Did now, you- this is his name is DC Pearsons. That's his name. And he played Aaron. In Captain America, the Winter Soldier. So this is the world building that I absolutely love. My God. Not only that, it gets better. Okay. So they're they're promoting Xbox Game Pass, and it ends with the guy looking over at Sam Wilson, and he's like, yeah, you know, I'm pretty good at this game. You know, I got a username. It's uh, Noob Master 69 
<laughs> nice. Do you know why that's funny? Why? Because of 69. Well, yeah, but. Yeah. More importantly, Korg and Meek. Oh, when they were playing the. Were being bullied. Oh, my God. By Noob Master 69 Shut on up. Fortnite. Yep. Shut yep. up. Yep. World building, baby. World building. Dude, this is so cool. That's, yeah. That is. Oh, oh he's being a dick again. The fucking. French kiss. The detail. chef's kiss. <laughs> the, <laughs> French the, kiss. The, the French kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Tongues everywhere. Um, chef's oh. kiss. Yeah. Mwah. Beautiful. Mwah. Beautiful. Yeah, mamma mia. Mwah. Put some sauce on your spagoot. Yeah. Oh, oh. shit me. Uh, so, uh, dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Just, uh, just great world building. Um, other stuff, Marvel. I, I don't know if we've we've talked about this, but uh, Dominique Thorne, uh, she's playing Ironheart in Ironheart. They have cast that role. Um, she's only been in a few movies. Uh, uh, the one role she was in uh, that's getting a lot of acclaim is Judas and the Black Messiah, which is up for an Oscar. Yeah, that uh, seems it, to be a really popular movie right now. It's uh, on HBO Max currently, um, I, which I just subscribed to, and I absolutely love it. Me too. I I know Matt was was saying you love it. I finally bit the bullet. I did the free. Oh God! Not to get really off the rails here, but that Harley Quinn show. Oh, I just started watching it. I watched the two first episodes. I fucking love it. I didn't know it was going to be that gratuitous. Fucking great! It's so good. It reminds me of like something you'd see on Adult Swim. Yeah, man. But oh, uh, I like I said, I'm only two episodes in. I'm already in love with it. I love that show. I'm going to keep watching it. I was a little little. Worrisome because I'm not a big Kaylee Kuko fan, but Psycho she, is the best part. She's great. She's great. Yeah, I love how the plant's name is Frank after Frank Oz. Is that why? Yeah, little little shop of horrors, man. He well, directed that. I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, like little callback there. Yeah, good man. stuff, man. But yeah, HBO Max is. I'm, is I'm loving it. I love the great, Looney Tunes dude. stuff. Yeah. Um. It funny thing is, uh, I made a kids account for my children, and. I go on the kids' account to watch the fucking Looney Tunes shorts. And it's just I couldn't Lola do it. Bunny. No, I couldn't do it. Wait, what? It it was blocked. I had to go back in and say that they could watch teen programming to watch the Looney Tunes stuff. But to be honest with you, I can see why there's it's so much violence. But that's what it was back in the day. That's we never how really it used realized. To be, yeah, man. Pepe Le Pew was a rapist. Well, yeah. Well, he wasn't on there in the new Looney Tunes movies, but they're no. still really good. They're really good. That Looney Tunes movie that came out in the eighties, I really liked as a kid. Which one? Uh, in the eighties? Yeah, in the eighties. It's at uh, I, fuck. I'll I'll, I'll show you it afterwards because I I can't remember the name of it right now. Okay. Yeah, and I'll I'll derail the show even more. But um, the other Marvel stuff was uh, they announced the lead villain for Secret Invasion, not the name of the lead villain, but uh, Kingsley Ben Adir is going to be playing the lead villain. Uh, his his most sizable role to date was uh, One Night in Miami. Which is on Amazon Prime, okay. great movie, uh, and he portrayed Malcolm X. Oh, so okay. we don't know what okay. what character he's playing, but they said that they, he signed on for Secret Invasion, and speculation is he's going to be portraying the lead villain for Secret Invasion. Yeah, dude, I'm with it. That's cool. Uh, hey, I uh, I don't mean to backpedal a bit. But uh, back when you were talking about Gina, uh, this made me think of this after after the fact. I didn't want to cut you off. But there was an interview where Bill Burr was talking about Gina and was just like, 
she's an absolute sweetheart. I love her, whatever. Yeah, uh, I saw the interview. And yeah, I, he was like, well, I work for the mouse, so now I got to watch what I fucking say, whatever. You could tell in that interview there was a point where he wanted to change the subject because he's yes. probably afraid of losing that cash cow, which I don't yes. blame him. Plus, Maynard's a great character. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Um. well... Burr, Bill Burr is under heat right now because of the Spanish uh, Grammys. Did you hear about this? All I know is he said something. I don't know what it was. But then I also do know that someone said that some men will marry a woman of a different race because they feel superior to them, which then Bill's wife, um, God bless her sweetheart, went on a tirade and buried this guy. Good. Um, because, you know. That's just ignorant. That's stupid. Love is love. Can yeah. we admit? Okay, everybody can admit that love is love. Yeah. Can we also admit that hate is hate? Yeah. Hate's hate. Yeah. If yeah. you hate that for whatever reason, it's still fucking hate. Okay, enough. I'm done with that. Yep. But yeah, I uh, mean, but, I, I but, hope nothing happens to Bill I Burr. I really hope nothing happens on it because it is, it is. I checked Twitter uh, earlier today, and it is actually starting to pick up a little bit of uh, traction. I, 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 the, the, the cancel hashtag uh, cancel Bill Burr or whatever, or hashtag fire Bill Burr, Bill Burr, and it's because he said uh, there was like a piano solo, and he goes, oh, geez, what? I can't be the only one that wanted to kill themselves during that piano solo. He was just pissed off because his agent screwed up. Uh, uh, Doesn't matter. He's yeah. a fucking comedian. A roast comedian, if that. And uh, he was on stage, and he said something about, like, uh, uh, everybody is watching this. Uh, something about, like, hey, I know what everyone's thinking. What's this white cis male up here? Like, you know, whatever. Like for He's the... always played that card. Exactly he has. I know he has. But there's more of a microscope on him, a magnifying glass, because of the role he has in The Mandalorian right now. And I swear to God, it's to a point now where people want this to happen. They seriously want shit like this to happen. No, people don't have anything fucking better to do now, dude. Um, and he uh, he couldn't pronounce the, the, the winner's name properly. I, I have a problem pronouncing people's name as well. I, I don't, it's not offensive. The guy from Alien that just passed away, I, I can't I, pronounce his name, nope. so I'm not saying it. So all we can say is rest in peace, guy from Alien. Well, he was also in Live and Let Die. He was, he was in a lot he of stuff. He was a Bond villain, yes. Yeah, he, yes was, he was in he a was, lot of shit. He was shit. phenomenal. He was yeah, a great guy. I just can't pronounce his name. He's in Freddy's Dead. Yes, yes, he, yes was. he was. He oh was in my Freddy's God. Dead. You son of a bitch. I forgot he was in Freddy's Dead. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. The dream therapist. Just because we can't pronounce your name doesn't mean we don't respect you. I'm sorry. I, I haven't, you know. I, Jesus it, Christ, my name is Micah. That's M-I-C-A-H. Do you know how many people mispronounce that name? That's true. I have never had that problem because my name is William Smith. Yeah. It's pretty fucking easy. You're human mayonnaise. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, I fucking hate mayonnaise. Oh, what's there to hate? It's so, too creamy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm, I just started salivating. <laughs> no, I just hope nothing happens. I mean, what no. happens to Bill Burr will happen. I know he's not gonna. He's he's gonna do fine. He will. He's gonna land he on will. his feet. I know. And I I, I just don't want to not see him in Star Wars anymore. I I would be fine if they just cancel Mandalorian. It's done. You had your story arc. Go on to other shit. If the Mandalorian happens to pop up in the Ahsoka show, he does. Like, I don't need any more. Just cancel it. It's done. You're over with. It is going to be weird not having that dynamic of Grogu and... Yeah. Like, yeah. it's done. It should be over with. There's I'm fine a, with There's that. the meme with, uh, uh, oh my god, his name just eluded me right now. Uh, the guy that used to do all the National Geographic voiceovers, he was in the first season. He got killed. Uh, 
I want to see the baby. Oh, yeah. The, he was just a client. I, I, oh, God. What is his name? He oh, was, my his, God. In the show. Me. His, in the show. No, his client. name. Oh, Werner Horzak. Jesus Christ. Oh, there you go. Oh, there my God. You go. And then for our listeners, I did not look that up. It was on my brain. See what trauma does to you? Yeah. It makes you stupid. Fuck you up. Breaks, I never even knew the guy's name in the first place. It breaks your brain. It'll do that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I hope nothing bad happens to Bill Burr. I hope nothing bad happens to you. Well, that, why, thank you. You're welcome. I hope you get hit by a car on the way out. No, fuck me then. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, DC, I'm, I'm actually pretty pumped. Now that I have HBO Max. Oh. This Thursday. Mm. You know what Thursday is. Don't tell me you don't. Uh, is That's on laundry day. Finally. Yes. The fans have been satiated. Yes. We're getting Zack Snyder's Justice League. After all this time. There's 75% of the tomatoes that have been rotten. Yeah. I mean, they've been sitting out there, and they're, you can't eat them because they're rotten tomatoes. Well, maybe for you. But 75% of those tomatoes say it's pretty damn fucking good. I like a nice stew. Don't fuck with tomatoes. I saw what killer tomatoes can do. They can attack. Yeah, but that fuzzy one was so cute. He wasn't bad. No. It was a good cartoon. It was a great cartoon. Oh, I'm talking about the movies. Oh, either way. Yeah, yeah. both. Both, yeah. both, both. But yeah, Justice League. I'm I'm stoked. You know you know you know what I have? Thursday. I can't wait. Drop my kids off at school. Yeah. My wife's going to work in the afternoon. Yeah. And you know what I got in mm. that afternoon before I have to pick my kids back up at four? <laughs> you got four hours to spare? I got a fucking empty house. Ooh. I got a double dose of pizza bagels waiting in that freezer. <sighs> because when you have pizza on a bagel, you could have pizza. You anytime. could fucking eat that pizza anytime. I'm gonna eat those pizza bagels while I watch Justice League Snyder cut. Man, I tell you, I used to do that shit back in the day when hey. I was a, when I was a teen, when I was a young teen, and South Park would come out on digital video disc. Yes, when Tuesday would hit, I'd go to my Best Buy. I'd pick up my South Park season. I'd go home with my pizza bagels, and I'd binge the entire season and eat those goddamn pizza bagels. And it was a beautiful thing. It was the best Tuesdays ever. It was great. I look forward to that. I'm doing that again. I haven't done that forever. I haven't I, done that since I was at college for pizza. I like a nice dipping sauce in my pizza bagel. Oh, no. I Okay. You, what you got to do is you got to put them in the oven. Mm. You pull them out. I have an air fryer now. Well, the pizza bagels. You put them in a fucking oven. I, I you don't fry a goddamn pizza bagel. I put them in the air fryer. Make it nice and crispy. Well, whatever. Either way, what you got to do after that is you just douse them in Frank's. Oh, God. Yeah, you do. And then you're good. Maybe you dip them in sour cream. Maybe some guac. Maybe oh. a combo of the two. Guac. And what? you're gold. Are these taco pizza bagels? You do what you want. It's pizza <laughs> on a bagel. You do what the fuck you want when you want. You take the pizza bagels and then put them on a DiGiorno. And put them out in the oven. Like they're fucking pepperonis? Yeah. This is getting... This is getting this obscene. Is getting... This is Homer trying to get to obese <laughs> to collect disability obscene. This is Pop-Tarts for bread obscene. Will. Will. Tell Rack. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's obscene. But I can't wait for Justice League. That's I really can't. I cannot wait. I can't Dude, wait. I'm so stoked for Justice League. Yeah. I, I, I really am, despite how I feel about Jared Leto's Joker. Like, whatever. He's not going to be a big part in the movie. Um, It's just like, and and they are doing the chapters thing. Yeah. So you kind of have a place you can hit pause. If, yeah. Because it's going to be like the Irishman. Because like, like I said, man, Thursday's my laundry day, dude. 
Like, like I liked The Irishman, but it was too fucking long. I was glad that I could pause the thing. If I went to the theater to see that, I would have been done. So yeah. this is kind of be the kind of kind of the same thing. Yeah, you can hit pause, go take a piss. What you have to do is when you, when you go to the movie for a movie like that, you have to really dehydrate yourself. Yeah, and it's not healthy. No, it's not. But you sit there. Yeah, and it's a, and mean, then if you're dehydrated, I get sleepy. Yeah, I get a little sleepy if I'm not de- if I'm not hydrated. The, I get a you, sleepy. You, but you know what keeps you awake is chewing, so you have to constantly have something in your mouth chewing. But then, but then you're thirsty. It's a vicious cycle. It's the price you pay, man. Vicious fucking cycle. Yep. Get yourself some ice cubes to suck on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, besides that, I mean, um, there's a lot of a lot of good toys that I like. I went to that toy show. I got some good toys. Yeah, man. And uh, my favorite, probably two toy lines, are Ninja Turtles, which today, on Tuesdays, NECA releases kind of some information about their line. The cartoon line, the movie line, what I have you, the arcade line. Today, they released some news about their cartoon line. And a lot of people are like, I like, I want to build up a, a big foot soldier army, as one would do. Oh, God. Yeah. Hell yeah. The only way you could get them was in a two-pack. That two-pack was Series 1. You can't get that two-pack anymore. If you can, you're paying flipper prices. You're paying double, sometimes so, triple. You said these are the cartoon ones, so the robot? Exactly. Okay. So uh, today they released that they're going to make a foot soldier figure that is an army builder and oh. i'm using quotes because good luck getting enough to build an army well because these figures are very hard to find especially in new york build yourself a nice militia exactly but the cool thing is is this is coming with a bunch of different parts a couple different head sculpts uh, a police hat in case you want your foot soldier to be in disguise <laughs> incognito if you will <laughs> But the coolest thing is it comes with the head for Alpha One, which uh, was a episode that they had where Krang wanted to boost the intellect of the foot soldiers. So one became Alpha One, and he started, like, banding the foot soldiers together because, like, Krang, you don't treat us right. We're going to fight against you. You know, take down the hierarchy. A union. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the other cool thing is the other foot soldier head, secondary head, is the foot soldier head, but with the yellow foot instead yeah. of the red foot. So they've been... Manipulated by Mass Alpha One. So what, is this like the white hand of Sauron? Like, yeah, kind of, okay. kind of, sort of. Yeah, it's all good. So those are those are uh, they released the the images of that today. Those look phenomenal. Um, I got some Lego news. My other favorite thing, Lego. Not only Lego in general, but Lego Marvel. So we got some some intrigue into Lego Marvel news that's coming up. Now, of those of you who probably have been aware, like you go down the Lego aisle, you see like. They're making Lego sets from Empire Strikes Back. It's an old movie. Like, with Star Wars, they make the old stuff. There's very few licenses that they go back in time and they make Lego sets of that stuff. Uh, It looks like we're going to get that with the Marvel Universe. Really? Yeah, they're going to make the Lego Avengers Infinity Saga stuff. So we're going to get a Black Panther set, a Captain America set, an Iron Man set, and a couple of Endgames. Endgame sets, even though the movie's been a couple years old. Uh, We're getting a Disney Plus set. We're getting three Spider-Man No Way Home sets. We're getting two Shang-Chi and the Legends of the Ten Rings sets. And then we're getting four Eternal sets. So uh, those are going to be coming out throughout the year. Uh, For those of you who don't know as well, not only do we get Justice League Snyder Cut on the 18th, but if you go to a Lego store or the Lego website, you can get not the 1,000. Yeah, it's yeah, it is. It's a thousand acre woods. You get a nice Winnie the Pooh set. 
What? But not in China because he's outlawed there. Oh, they, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, yeah he's we outlawed don't, there. Oh, yeah. No, we're not. No, they're no. not going to ship that to you in China. Nope. 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 But that's a cool set. That's you, coming out you the bear 18th. Re- you bear resemblance to the leader. Yeah. Yo. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Ah, mm. That's where we're headed, folks. Yep. Cancel culture. <laughs> Cancel Winnie the Pooh. Well, but that's not us. It's no, not, but it, it's coming this way. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh kind of reminds me of Trump, too. That's <laughs> well, I'm surprised you didn't get canceled. That, that soft body of his. <laughs> but it's a cool set. That's coming out the 18th. I, I'm actually going to try to get it. Uh, opening day at my local Lego store. See if I can get any extra perks with it. Uh, but that's coming out. That looks great. Speaking of go, going to a toy shop. Yeah, I was, I was just elated with the news from CNBC, reputable source, I'd say, quite reputable. Right? CNBC, CNBC. Yeah, okay. You know what they reported today? Fake news. I hope not on this case. Okay, because in this case they reported. That WHP Global. I'm business. Pocket square. square. I got stocks and bonds. They have acquired TRU Kids, which is the parent company of Toys R Us, Babies R Us, and that son of a bitch, Jeffrey the Giraffe. What? They are going to be relaunching the place that makes me. Not want to grow up? I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. There's a million toys at Toys R Us that I could play with. Toys R Us coming back. Hopefully, by the holiday season, they're aiming for a holiday 2021 reopening. There'll be airport stores. Okay. Mall stores. Okay. Pop-up stores. And they're hoping for a few flagship stores, probably in... Larger cities. Like New York City? like shit I like don't that. even know like, New York City. Like, larger stores where the rent's not going to be too big. Ah. So, okay. New York City, probably not going to happen because the rent's just too astronomical there. The rent's too damn high. Too damn high. Too yeah. damn high. The rent's too damn high. Too damn high. So, I swear, if, if Toys R Us is coming back, I mean, I know they're still operating in Canada and a lot yeah. of the overseas countries where they didn't get totally screwed over. And also there's still the, like, hedge, the, on, you know. the online stuff, too. But uh, Yeah. So, um, yeah, Toys R Us coming back to the States. No Thank shit. Thank God. I can't. I hope to God they come back because that was my favorite store. I would just walk through there. Just, just, it was my calming place. See, it was that's so what good. there was right there. You just walk through it, gaze, do a couple cartwheels. Stare at some stuff. It was amazing. And then walk out with nothing in your hands. No, I would buy stuff. I would, too. I would totally buy stuff, but I know a lot of people didn't. Yeah. But, you know, the problem was there's too many baby cribs in there. I don't want that. I got that in my no, damn house. No, exactly. Get that it, it shit also, out of my was, Toys R Us. It was like stuff like, uh, oh, no, let's just go to, let's just go to Target because I got to get milk. And toilet yeah. paper. And then we could grab a toy from for, for Jimmy What's-His-Nuts. Little yeah. Jimmy. Little yeah. Jimmy. Little Jimmy, you know, uh, yeah, in the uh, in the toy section there. That's that, that shit like that. That yeah. So yeah, the WalMarts, the Targets. It was hard for them to keep up, but they were yeah. they were. I mean, I, I watched a whole documentary in the fall of Toys R Us, and it really was just corporate greed. They were doing fine. Really? Their business model was working. It was just corporate greed that bankrupt the happiest place on earth, besides Disney. Yep, that's the same thing that happened to Gotham. 
Sons of bitches. Gotham's greed. <laughs> good old Arliss. Man, I tell you, it's been a, it's you know it's been a good week. I can't, I'm looking forward to this week that we got Justice League. Yeah, Falcon Winter Soldier. Dude, there's a lot of content coming out this week, man. It's great. It's great. Yeah, I can't it's wait. totally I awesome. I cannot wait. I'm pumped. Uh, do we have anything else we want to talk about before we get into our comics? I got nothing else. How about you? I'm newsed out, man. Man, I tell you, the news. Yeah, I just had my warm milk. I'm getting kind of sleepy, so maybe we should uh, we should get rolling on these comic books here. Matt! What do you have to say about all that news? God, my elbow just hit this thing. Oh, no. Huey Lewis, he'll come back. Well, he needs time to write. He does. Yeah. Uh, Matt, our dear boy, why don't you take it away and continue this incredible journey that you're putting us on? All right, everybody. Thank you again for letting me uh, get to read to you today. House of M number six. Continuing right on. We only have a few more books left uh, for this story. It starts off on one of the S.H.I.E.L.D., former S.H.I.E.L.D. helicarriers slash House of M helicarriers. Uh, Looks like the, the former... House of M guards, Nightcrawler, and uh, and, and Rogue and company, they've uh, they've stel- they've stolen a helicarrier or one of the uh, excuse me one of the old Avengers. Oh God, I'm forgetting the name. It's escaping me. Um, one of the, their airplane things. I can't believe it. I'm forgetting about it right now. Um, all right, so there's a. Uh, they're just showing all the people on board, what they're operating, uh, and how they're protecting this big night for the House of M, this big royal party that's going on. Um, it shows Dr. Doom, Victor Von Doom, arriving at the House of M party. And there's an interesting exchange between Magneto and Victor Von Doom, two characters who I have never seen uh, personally interact with each other, so it's a pretty cool moment for me uh, to kind of see them going back and forth and uh, talking and playing nice for the camera, so to speak. Um, uh, just a couple moments between Spider-Man and Luke Cage talking about their old life and and what it was like before because other people aren't... Uh, the other people, their love interests, aren't you know up to snuff quite like they are as far as what's going on. So um, they're, they're taking it pretty hard. Cyclops is taking command on all of this, uh, you know, just kind of blabbing on and on about how, he, you know, how they have to give up their morality. You know the morals that made them superheroes before. They uh, they they have to give those up if they are going to to make this thing work. So um, a lot of characters questioning it. Of course, you know Spider Man and and several others who don't like the idea of death, who don't like the idea of murder, uh, being told that hey, you're going to have to do that if you want everything to go back to the way it was. Uh, one of the characters, I'm not sure exactly which one it is. Um, oh boy. Yeah, I'm not super familiar with this character. I apologize. But um, she's talking about how happy that, that you know, she has been and some other people have been and that maybe that being in this new reality wouldn't be so bad. And people are starting to kind of question her a little bit. Anyways, we go, we, we go, to, uh, we go to the party and uh, royalty from all over the Marvel comic book universe is starting to arrive first and foremost. Uh, T'Challa, a.k.a. Black Panther, is arriving from Wakanda, then Doctor Doom, and all these royal, you know, these royal garbs, big paparazzi-esque arrivals. Um, Storm from Kenya, and we got uh, King Namor from the Kingdom of Atlantis, and they're all just arriving, 
during all these royal entrances, uh, a sentinel comes in, and we all know how much Magneto loves those sentinels. Uh, sentinel comes flying in, and Magneto stands up from his throne of the House of M and stops it with his with his magnetism power. Um, stops it midair and kind of destroys its face, but this gives the opportunity for the heroes to attack, and uh, and all of our awoken heroes go after them. Uh, Emma Frost and Layla they go and find the grave, uh, the memorial garden for Charles Xavier, and uh, with the cloak, excuse me, and and yeah, they're they're, they're trying to revive him, and Cloak realizes that. Um, Xavier's body isn't here, so they don't quite, they can't quite rescue him and, and get everything back into place the way that they had thought, but that is how the book ends. So thank you so much, guys. Enjoy the rest of your readings, and I appreciate you very much. Whoa! All right! Hachimachi! Man, this gets more intense by the week, man. I'm all about it. I wonder what that... Wanda's going to do about that Wanda shit she got herself into. I can't wait to hear your majestic voice in person. Yeah, that too, man. We, we miss you here. You're leaving us, leaving us here. Actually, you know what? I'm going to give it up to us. I'm going to really pat myself on the back. I'm going to pat you on the back. Matt kind of keeps us in line. Yeah, we've been trying to behave ourselves. We have been really good. Yeah. yeah. You want to get a couple curses off your chest? Or? I've only said fuck like four or five fucking times here. Stop fucking picking your nose, you goddamn savage. I'm not picking it, you fucking cuck. I'm scratching the outside of the nostril, just like Jerry Seinfeld. You had me at cuck. (laughs) Well, that that was the first time I was a cuckold. (laughs) First. Uh, Good times, good times. All right, my friend. I would very much like to read what I got here. I want to listen to it. Did, this, you, send, did you send me a copy? I saw you yeah, send me a message blah, 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 of text. Blah, blah, blah. Yes, I have. Maybe you should click on it. Check I, it out. Follow along with me there, boy. I say this. No, right, is, is he still around? Foghorn, Leghorn? I mean, we'll find out. All right, all right. Yeah, okay. right. Yeah, I guess so. We'll find out in Space Jam, too. Yeah. Yes, we will. Uh, okay. So... And I am sorry, we are going back to Star Wars. That's cool. Duel of the Fates. All right, man. Who's so this? Is that Ray? Colin Trevorrow and Derek Conley, they had the script for Duel of the Fates. Oh, God. And they even had pre-production artwork for it. I'm sure all of our listeners have either read the script or aware so of the script. So much better. Or, like, have seen the concept artwork Uh are you reading this whole this. thing? Man. No, I'm not reading this whole thing. I'm reading the first one, okay? Say, uh, are, they, are they publishing this, or is this just an online thing? It's an online thing. It's uh, a digital edition. This is Star Wars Duel of the Fates, okay? If you just Google search Duel of the Fates graphic novel, it will come up. This is by the same gentleman that did uh, the comic book series for the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers versus Freddy Krueger. Which I think was five issues. It was great. It, was it, great. it really was. All right. So he got his hands on Colin. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Colin Trevorrow's script, right? Yeah. Uh, and he did the artwork for this, the dialogue. He cut stu- some stuff out, whatever, to make it like fit into a graphic novel form. Uh, and this is awesome. All right. He took the script. And he turned it into his own graphic novel. We start, as all Star Wars movies start, 
Opening with, scroll. Uh, the opening scroll here. We see the Iron Grip of the First Order has... Oh, wait, let's see. Let me get my, my Clone Wars voice here. Admiral Yularen. Episode 9, Duel of the Fates. The Iron Grip of the First Order has spread to the farthest reaches of the galaxy. Only a few scattered planets remain unoccupied. Traitorous acts are punishable by death. Determined to suffocate a growing unrest, Supreme Leader Kylo Ren has silenced all communication between neighboring systems. Led by General Leo Organa, the Resistance has planned a secret mission to prevent their annihilation and forge a path to freedom. Uh, And we have a, a ship going up to a planet here, the planet of Kuat. Uh, Kuat has a ring around it, which is kind of like this sweet-looking space station thing. It's really it's kind of unnerving, and I would have loved to have seen this in a movie. Uh, so they, uh, they're they flying up to uh, to the space station here, and then we see inside the orbital ring, which is the space station, we have a little uh, uh, little guy rolling around here. He's all black. He has a flat top, little android thing, rolling by some stormtroopers. But then uh, a labor droid scrapes by the spherical side of the BB unit, to expose a little bit of the paint being peeled off. Oh my goodness. This is BB-8. Deep undercover. And then you see Rose. What's that? Oh God, did I lose you? No, I just, I understand why they didn't make this into a motion picture. Why? Well, look what they did to one of the main characters. Oh. They gave him blackface. (laughs) Can't do that. Oh. BB-8, I don't think BB-8's a racist. Sorry, I just, I couldn't help myself. (laughs) So we see BB-8 is deep undercover. And then we have Rose Tika. BB-8, are you in? I need eyes on the checkpoint. BB-8, he plugs into the scomp terminal. Anxious, intense. And he goes, bleep, bloop, bleep, bloop, bloop. Uh... Let's see, and then it shows up the whole hologram thing in front of uh, Rose. Uh, the images, they unscramble, revealing the approaching dropship. boy, BB-8. The dropship touches down, kicking up sand and storm. Uh, and we have all these alien beings walking off of the ship on this planet that pass by that uh, that weird space station. I thing. love that, like the one dude with the red helmet from uh, Force Awakens is in there. Yeah, that's right. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it looks like that's, that's like Hammerhead. Mamo Nadon is in there. Yep. The one yeah. dude with the, the spiky head from the Padre scene in Mos Espa, he's there. I don't that's think that's cool. the same guy. No, it's, it's the, the same it's the species. It's the same guy. No, I think it's, it's the species. It's the same guy. You also see the, the little Jawa coming out there? That's not a Jawa. It's a fucking Jawa. Where? There's a Jawa right there. You oh, now I, see him. now I right. see him. Now I see him. Now I see him. I wasn't and I wasn't on that <laughs> panel yet. So we have all these migrant workers. They're coming off uh, the ship here. They're coming from all corners of the galaxy. Disembark sub, uh, submitting to the First Order in exchange for safety and just scraps of food. Uh, Stormtroopers, they're, they're, they funnel the migrant workers. Uh, Towards this weapon detector. So they have to, like, walk through. It's almost like airport security. Everyone's coming off of the ship. And then we see uh, Finn and Poe in disguise. And uh, we see Finn, uh, checkpoint head, uh, checkpoint, keep your head down. Uh, How will we know if BB-8 hacked the mainframe? And Poe's like, oh, we'll know. 
Uh, so they go, th- they get up closer and closer and closer to this, uh, to this weapon thing. And you know, you know, those guys, they got all those weapons on them because they are just going to go in there and fuck shit up. Uh, well, right before they walk through the metal detector, detector, it falls off. They sneak through the stormtroopers being stormtroopers are just like, nope, all right, just keep going here and don't pay it any, they pay it. No, never mind. Well, uh, Let's see. Poe and Finn, they pass through the border wall and into a vast migrant settlement, a vibrant melting pot. Uh, Poe locks eyes with Biz Kova, a furry alien watching from a machine shop. Poe goes, that's our guy. And kind of like the actual movie that we did get, there was that uh, that guy that, that helped him get like the plans, you know, that they had. So it kind of starts almost the same. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, it's not exactly the same, but it's it's close. There's some ideas there. Ex- exactly. Uh, that's our guy, Finn and Poe. They follow Biscova inside a hut. Uh, Rose popped out. So Rose has been there this whole time. You said two days. I've been here for two weeks. And Finn, he's just like, this place doesn't see that bad. Rose goes, you know, good people, terrible food. We get a little Star Wars humor there. She gets like the, the intro that Lando had, kind of. Uh, yes. She's, yeah. You yeah. notice that too? Walking walking yep. through like the, the beads. beads. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so she's pointing at the hologram that BB-8 managed to hack into saying, this is our access point. Uh, this power shaft delivers raw or uh, t- raw ore to the orbital ring. A detonation directly into the energy system stream here will cause a chain reaction how many times have we heard that? Cause a chain reaction. Those goddamn rea- like there would be no reactions without a chain. Yeah, and it'll take the whole thing down. Yeah. So right off the bat with this script, it's sweet because it's like a heist. I love that. That 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 is awesome right there. I mean, I I do like the opener to what we got in Rise of the Skywalker with like the jumping. Uh, I mean, it was cool, but then it, after that, I think everything just fell apart. Uh. You were taking a deep breath. Thought you were gonna say something. You still look like you're gonna say something. Yeah, I got some thoughts, but I've skipped ahead, so keep going. Okay. Uh and uh so they're just talking about blowing this whole damn thing up. And uh <laughs> Poe, uh I, I do love Poe here, and uh how do how do we know they haven't detected BB eight's signature yet? There is a lot we didn't know. That's why I voted for the other plan. Finn's just like and this is that whole like buddy thing they have here. This is when the sec- this is when you second guess the plan right now. Uh so they're just like, okay, let's just blow this thing and go home. Uh soon Finn Rose Finn Rose and Poe, they move past the migrant workers towards the power shaft base. Uh Finn uh Poe contacts BB eight saying, Don't worry, I'm alive. Uh then you got those pesky stormtroopers want to save some identification. And Poe and Finn, they take them out. Uh, then they get to the reactor shaft gimmick shaft, <laughs> uh, and they end up uh, they toss one of those little detonator bombs uh, up into the reactor shaft, uh, and it's just like distraction in three, two, one, now, uh, whatever. So that's all going uh, kablooey, whatever. Up in the Kuwa- uh, the Kuwait orbital command center, that is that uh, again, that almost like that rings of Saturn type thing that's around the planet. Uh, that is the first order. That's cool. Uh, something different, not a star killer base. Thank you. Yes, it's not a star killer base. It's not something uh, big and obnoxious we have to blow up. Um, let's see, but I mean, it is big. It's like a halo. 
Uh, it kind of reminds me of, like the uh, Trade Federation, to a point. You know what I mean? Oh yes, because that's when we found out George Lucas is kind of racist. <laughs> Are you come to Trade Federation? Like, dude, come on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spade is spade. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. So we get up there, and that's where they're just like, uh, uh, we have the first order. Blast shields. <clears throat> Blast shields have contained the explosion, Admiral. All systems are stable. Oh, yes, good. Admiral Vaughn. That's the guy, the same asshole that we got from the movie. Admiral Vaughn looks down at the glowing Kuwat moon below. I think his name was different in the movie, though. It was something much more... Maniacal. You're, you're totally right. Yeah, but it it's was kind like, of the same idea of a character. You know what? His name in the movie. You're right. It was Mr. Sinister. Yeah, uh, that's much. <laughs> it was like it was like I'm bad guy G. Like it was something yeah. terrible. So he is almost uh, as terrible as Savage Opress. Oh God, I love the character, but the name was so bad. I, I, the name. Some of the names are ridiculous. Savage Opress. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Like, come on. I love the character, but the and name is like awful. Sinestro. Oh, it's yeah. It's yeah. like the guys. I forget. Guy's I bad. forget. I forget. Like the 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 new big bad like Grand Moff Tarkin character in uh, Last Jedi. Oh, not Last Jedi. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rise of Skywalker. But like this guy's the same role, but uh, a much more tame name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he's up there gloating about, like, how everything is online and their outdated tactics are just pitiful. Uh, but down there on the moon, uh, let's see, our heroes, they wait for an explosion. Any second now. And then out of nowhere, because all the stormtroopers, are they know what's going on. They're about to attack. We have a mass figure holds out a staff and ignites a dual-sided blue lightsaber. Uh, blades of blue light, they flash from a gloved hand. It starts swinging around, slicing stormtroopers left and right. And now, uh, now, now, to interrupt you, I'm sorry, but the cool thing is, is it looks like this person has melded the Skywalker saber with the Ray staff to make this saber. I'm really which, glad that you pointed that which out. Which makes because sense I wasn't going because to. the Skywalker saber was torn in fucking half yeah. in Last Jedi. So let's maybe follow that up. Shall we? The other thing, too, about that, they never show her actually retrieving the kyber crystal or anything like that. And the fact that, like, just don't, just, just don't. I know. I know. No, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. God, we could go on this forever. Uh, The, okay, yeah. So, of course, it reveals Ray. And she did, and I would have loved to have fucking seen this in a movie. I look, the fact that she, did you notice what she was wearing? The Tuscan, yeah, the yeah, female Tuscan, female Tuscan Raiders. Not only the men, but the women and the children. Oh, he loves killing kids. Can't get enough of it, dude. That lightsaber killed so many kids. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. That was the youngling killer nine thousand. Well, now she's wearing uh-huh. that female Tuscan mask and. She's just slaughtering the shit out of those first order stormtroopers, dude. So this is what I wanted more than anything. She straight up. She launches this uh, dual-sided lightsaber at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight stormtroopers, and they rips through all of them and straight up uh, uh, boomerangs right back to her. She catches it. Finn and Poe don't realize that Ray is actually there, and they're just like, "You shouldn't come here." 
uh, what? And rather be killed, and you'd rather be killed. If it means you're safe, then yeah. Now's not the time. Definitely not the time. Uh, but then we have everybody in the crowd looking on. Jedi, Jedi, Jedi. Oh my gosh, is that a Jedi? Jedis are so hot right now. You even got a Jar Jar Binks, a Gungam looking on. Oh, these are Jedi. My voice is shot right now from the Stone Cold voice. Uh, more troopers, they show up. But guess what? The crowd of migrant workers, they start arming themselves with rocks, hammers, and they're going at it the same way those little fellas, uh, the, the Ewoks did. Fucking all these guys up with primitive weapons. Really inspiring. Uh, so they're, uh, Ray's watching and she's like, I want to help Poe's like, no, we got to get the fuck out of here. Uh, and I love this part right here, which I wish we could have gotten to as Finn is starting to run away. A stormtrooper grabs him by the calf. He looks down and he can see the stormtroopers eye through the broken helmet and they lock eyes and the stormtrooper is shook and you know, he just doesn't want to be there just kind of the way Finn was. Uh, but Finn, he kind of kicks him off and runs away but it unleashes it unzips him that whole memory of what he used well, to be well the original like the original like episode 9 like Finn was supposed to like meet Janna and have a whole like stormtroopers rising up against See? like that's why they had the red Stormtroopers, the, yeah, Sith, the troopers, Sith troopers, because they were like they wanted to have the the stormtroopers fight the Sith troopers. Yeah, and they just didn't do it. That would have been great. That would have brought it a whole arc it to Finn. Yeah, yeah it would have. It would have brought. Like, it, yeah. Why was yeah. he even a former stormtrooper? Why? Why? Why did we exactly. even bother with this? Exactly. He's shooting them like <laughs> I'm shooting fish in a barrel. Like no, those used to be your friends. Yeah. Oh my. That God. was you at one point. Yeah. Dude. Exactly. Yeah, and we needed that this was arc. the that like that's why I love Finn Boyega because like I I I've always been a fan of say him. Finn Boyega Boyega Finn is, is Finn her, Boyega. his first name is not Finn it's John John Boyega yeah. <laughs> Finn you know what I mean yeah because he hates these movies and he hates the character they ended up they, they destroyed his character well I feel like they they bait and switched him like this is what you're gonna be this is what you're gonna get I still think he should have been a fucking Jedi. Yep. When well, Snoke and I know I'm I'm I'm, he's got, I'm, I'm he's starting got, he's to got a, uh, we'll probably get there. Okay, I'm trying. I, I I I'm sorry to interrupt you so much, but I'm so passionate no, it's okay. About I am this. too. I am too. But like, uh, I hope you continue this. Keep going with it because I want to read. I, I want to know all about. This. I'm going to stop after this first one, but yeah, I am going to yeah. continue it because I am actually very. I I love this story. Good, good, I good, really good. do. Uh, but back on, uh, and I'm sorry, I I'm, to our fans, uh, to our listeners. I know I'm trailing off here, but. The Force Awakens isn't Rey. Rey didn't discover her powers until she was on the ship when she kind of absorbed with Kylo. Okay? Snoke says there has been an awakening in the Force. Do you feel it? That was Finn. Yeah. Okay? That was Finn. Because as we found out, Finn is Force-sensitive. Yes. And if you watch... The Star Wars Lego Holiday Special, the uh, the Life Day, because <laughs> of course that's yes that's the be all they, end but, all. But but Ray is actually teaching Finn because Finn is force sensitive. Yep. Yeah, oh, such a waste. I know such an utter waste. I know, I know. These uh these trilogies could have been something else, man. If they just planned them out, if they had a, a direction. 
They didn't have a plan. No, not at all. No, they didn't know about. Thank, thank you, Kathleen. Yeah, yeah. Thanks Th- a lot. Thank you very thanks much, a Kathleen. Lot. Yeah. Oh, geez. We have no. Uh, we have no source material to go on. This is all new stuff. No, you don't. Yeah. You go have- to go to my friend Will's house. Open up his fucking closet, and you can see all the legend Star Wars comic books and books galore right there. Yeah, you had enough source material Will, for decades. I've watched my co-host turn from a nice shade of white to pink. I'm very upset. Oh, yeah. Keep going with your book, please. Okay, so back in the Orbital Command Center, we have uh, what's going on here uh, kind of thing going on. that You see, the last Jedi is with them, sir. Alert the Knights of Ren. Uh, Ray. Ray, Poe, and Finn, they race towards a maintenance turbo lift that runs to the ring above. BB-8, we're coming up to you. Plan's gone sideways. That's uh, uh, Poe there. BB-8, he already left the orbital ring in the shuttle, uh, the shuttle and he starts uh, beeping and blooping and tweeting, whatever. Uh, Poe looks up at the ring above and notices something. We're going to need another ship. And that's where he locks eyes with uh, a Star Destroyer. And Ray is just like, you're not serious. Finn is just like, that's an Eclipse class dreadnought. You can't fly. I could fly anything. That's my that's my Poe voice. I could fly anything. He's a real Randy Quaid character in my head. Uh, so let's see. We had better odds against Raxus Prime, says uh, Rose. And uh, we got, that's not my fault. You need to let Raxus Prime go. That was all, all Finn there. So then we get uh, on the ship here with the contingent on the dock leave. And uh, only the bridge crew remains aboard the Eclipse. We see Ray, Ray walking up to somebody saying, who's in charge here? And you hear, I am. And she does her old Jedi mind trick on her, uh, on him. Uh, you will set a course for the Nurian system. Set a course to the Ryan system, uh, and they all fall under the spell of the Jedi. They start up these engines, and uh, a little bit of banter back and forth, and next thing you know, they are flying away in that sweet dreadnought, right? And uh, BB-8, he escapes uh, uh, Whoa, through. he just got shot, shot out into space? He just got shot right out into space, Man. flying towards them, whatever. Uh, and then he, uh, you know, he eventually gets on the ship, whatever. Wait, wait, and this they, panel, uh, I'm seeing something I don't think I've ever seen in Star Wars before. What's that, buddy? A woman interacting with a woman. Huh. <laughs> Let's see. And that's where Ray, uh, Ray and, is this the first time Ray and Rose actually had dialogue together? I think it's the only time. I don't even think they Did had they dialogue have... in the movies. No, I don't think so. I'll have to go back and rewatch it, but I think. You know how women are. They don't like each other. No. Says Star Wars. Women don't get along with other women. No, women. No, no. Uh, uh, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. Oh. You went from pink to red real quick, oh, buddy. Oh, I'm like fucking, ang- I-, I am anxious. BB-8's on board the Dreadnought. They're all safe. They're fine. And they go for light speed. But meanwhile, we have the Knights of Ren show up. And that sweet, fucking awesome ship that they're on there. The, the Knife 9. God, I love that ship. The ship is piloted by the Knights of Ren. They make it to the orbital ring where they get out, and we see... uh, Dude, uh, the one guy has a fucking Darksaber? Yes, you ruined it! You ruined it! Get in there, goddammit. So, yeah, yeah, so the one dude does have the Darksaber. So we actually have names for them this time. So it's the guy... 
the guy that was actually under the Jedi spell, uh, he explains everything going on to the Knights of Ren. We have Laurel Ren, Hataska Ren, Jerdic Len, Ot Ren. Now, Hataska Ren appears to be the leader, and he ignites, which appears to be, what is it, Will? The Darksaber. Would have been awesome to see that. I would have loved to have seen that. In I this feel. Movie. I feel like the Knights of Ren were like, "Hey guys, in Return of the Jedi, were these red guys, the Royal Guards, everybody thought they were pretty cool. We made comics about them and shit. Uh, you guys, maybe you want to like elaborate, maybe do a different version of that. So what are you gonna do? Yeah, we're just gonna make them like the guards from the first movie. Well, they that had you guys the Knights- fucking did. Oh, so, they they had the uh, Knights of Ren in the first movie in that badass flashback yeah, where Kylo and then Ren's standing nothing, in the rain. Uh, yeah, then nothing Johnson. happened to them. And then they just jobbed them out. They, they completely jobbed them out. It was bullshit. I agree. Uh, I agree. Yeah, so we got one guy. So technically, he is the ruler of the Mandalorians. And he slices straight through that well, dude. Well, at this point, the Mandalorians are in a war. That's. Do we know that for sure? I mean, we'll see. Yeah, we'll find out, right? Uh, Maybe that's Grief Karga. Or, not Grief Karga, uh, Moff Gideon. I highly doubt it. I, I doubt it, too, yeah. but still. Uh, so he slices through this dude, and they walk away. And then that's where we get to issue two, where I'm going to leave off right here. I hope you continue this, because I, I am intrigued. You Call like me it? intrigued. Yes, you I like want to know. Yeah. Alternate universe, when we could have had something good. Yeah. There you have it, everyone. I don't know. Maybe you uh, maybe you like the last Star Wars movies. I wanted to like them so much, and I kind of forced myself to, and I was in denial. But right now, it's hard to watch them. I can't. It's hard. I even very went back, hard. I went back and I tried rewatching. Uh, you remember Jabba the Hutt? I remember Jabba. Yeah, who remembers Jabba the Hutt? I remember. I remember. Jabba. I remember. Yeah. I remember. You remember Torn Torts? Oh, I remember. I remember the back. You remember Battle of the Hoth? Remember Phil and Sage? You remember Wedgie and Tilly? Oh, I loved Wedgie and Tilly. Remember when there went so many Mexicans? Oh, you, you just took it too far. Sorry. Sorry. No, no, no. That's not me, guys. I'm quoting South Park. Quoting South Park, the okay? The old member berries. Member berries. Yeah, please don't cancel the show. <laughs> All right, folks. So today, I have one of my favorite comic books I've ever read. Really? Okay, real quick. I'm over here. Uh, let's see. I'm going to do my old uh, Johnny Carson. Uh, there's a Raphael, a Leo, a Mikey, and a Donatello? No. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, <laughs> there's a Slimer. Nope. Uh, oh, then I'm out. <clears throat> I had to clear my throat for this. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Howard the Duck. Oh, hey, here's the skinny on what's been happening with Howard. Basically, after hopping all over the galaxy having crazy adventures, Howard T. Duck finally made it back home to Bev. He used the residential power from when he briefly became the living embodiment of a freaky space-time gateway thingy to just wheel himself back. It's a little complicated, so I won't get into it. But the reunion was exactly the one Howard had hoped for. 
Bev told Howard she was enjoying her quiet life and wasn't up for all the hullabaloo of following him around. And of course, that's right when a sentinel showed up and attacked Howard. A sentinel? Mm-hmm. What? Luckily, Howard's pal, Scout, arrived and helped him take down the disgruntled robot. Bev and Howard parted ways. She told him to come back when he was ready to settle down. And now he's been back being a private eye. Oh, his latest client? Leah Thompson. Yeah, that Leah Thompson. We open up. We have Howard sitting at his desk. Webs up on the desk. And Leah Thompson says, Listen, look, I normally wouldn't fly to New York to hire a duck, but I keep having dreams about a city and you. Howard's like, Of course you do. It's me. It's Howard the Duck. And then Leah Thompson says, I've been having, well, blackouts, periods of time, up to a week at, 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 at a fact. Just, 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 they just vanish. And I have no memory of what's going on. But I've, I've started having dreams of, like, a duck man. I knew it was connected somehow. And then I saw an ad of yours in the paper. We see a picture of the ad. And it's a picture of Howard. And it says, what? Thank you, Stone Cold. Who? When? Why? How? Word? The duck. He'll solve your problems. So now Leah Thompson in this, is yes. she drawn the way she was in the movie or the way she is now? Uh, Leah Thompson is a, a slender-framed, I'd say middle-aged woman, okay. very beautiful, with red hair. Not blonde. Not blonde. Red hair. Okay. So, newspapers, Howard says. I knew they were still relevant. <laughs> That's when Leah says, so I figured a trip to the city was in order. A nephew of mine, Eugene, asterisk, from the the writer of the book, Eugene, asterisk, Eugene Flash Thompson. He's in space right now as Venom, but Leah doesn't know that. Did you know that? What? His name's Chip. So we, we learn in this issue that Flash Thompson is Leah Thompson's nephew. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I, didn't I know learned that, that today. What? So Howard says, okay, so don't take this the wrong way, but while my office manager clearly knows who you are, I'm not super well-versed in hairless ape pop culture. You were in, uh, what, that Back to the Past movie? And that's where we see Aunt May. Back to the Past. Aunt May is Howard's secretary. She pops in, oh, Miss Thompson, I'm such a big fan. Normally normally I have an 8x10 for such stars of your caliber to sign, but I, I, I didn't have one, so I drew this, and she hands her like a crudely drawn hand drawing, and you know, Leah, she's, Leah Thompson, God bless her heart, she's willing to sign it. Um, so she says, I make this out to May? And she goes, no, Aunt May, of course. Miss Thompson, after much consideration, I've decided I'm going to take your case. That's where Leah Thompson's like, well, we never discussed price. For this, I'll need my best assistance. Needless to say about the price. And then we shoot to a scene of, uh, in this in this uh, iteration of Howard the Duck, he's a synonym, Tara. And she's kind of like a shapeshifter. And we see her with uh, Johnny Storm, the Human Torch, 
and she's trying on a new costume that'll affix to her shape-shifting abilities. This book is wild. It's bonkers. What the fuck is going on? Bananas. So, uh, Tara is uh, trying on her new costume that's going to ship with her shape. And uh, Johnny Storm's like, stop hitting on me, man. I'm a one-woman gal. I'm with Medusa. Just chill up on hitting on me. And uh, she's like, I'm not hitting him. I'm just saying, like, I need a costume. Howard comes in. He's like, hey, Tara, we need meat. We got a, we got a client. And then, uh, you know, uh, she he he's telling her, you know, um, you know, I got a client. We got this stuff to go on. And then Leah Thompson walks in and flashes up. Like, hey, 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 I know who Leah Thompson is. Don't flatter me with your aging celebrities. I'm a one woman man. I'm with Medusa. Don't 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 try to tempt me. Alondra Blaze. Yeah, you know. Exactly. Exactly. She drives a truck. Big truck. She drives a truck. She drives a truck. So Johnny Storm, he flies away after giving Tara a nice costume. Now Tara, she's like a a dark skinned female. She's got teal hair, um, kind of a punky look to her. She's been with Howard for the iteration of the series. Now, this is issue nine of this series, mind you. So he introduces it to Leah Thompson. And, uh, you know, Leah's like, you know, well, I've been dreaming of Howard in New York. And Howard's like, yeah, that's not hard to understand. I'm Howard the Duck. Look at me. Quack, quack, quack. Well, I'm Howard the Duck. It's like Penguin now. <laughs> and the last time I woke up from being, I was missing a period of time, says Leah Thompson. A period. <laughs> yeah, women bleed out of their vaginas. You're mature. Once a month. <laughs> Leah says, the only clue I had was this. I don't know if it's going to help. And Howard says, I will take a look at it. And it's a baby dressed up in a green suit with a tie, and he's in a wheelchair. This poor baby? Is he paralyzed? I don't know. What is it? Is it Professor X? Well, mind you, Tara looks at it and she goes, I know exactly what this is. This baby's not paralyzed. He's cosplaying as Professor X. Dingo, dango, dango. Oh. So they go to this uh, photo lab, you know, photography studio. Yeah. Super babies. And we see this and we see a little baby dressed up as Spider-Man. And he's crying buckets. We see a baby with a big helmet on his head with wings and he's got a hammer by his side. We see another baby. He's dressed in a, a blue costume with a four on his chest and his arms are really stretchy. And then we see another baby with glasses on his face and he's got a Captain America outfit on. And, you know, they, they show up and Leah Thompson... You know, Tara, sorry, Tara's like, this is Brooklyn's freshest baby photo studio. This wasn't a picture of a baby cosplaying as a country-destroying businessman. He was dressed as Professor Charles Xavier, the nation's foremost currently mutant psychic. And then Howard the wow, hey, wow, how does she establish herself in 2006? He's a duck, you know, and you know how ducks sound <laughs> as people, you know, it's crazy. And then... uh this is where Leah Thompson said, you know, this place kind of feels familiar. Now, we're getting constant writer's notes from the authors of the book. I want you to to, to uh, acknowledge that. So they walk in, ding, 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 ding. We get this hipster doofus sitting at the desk, and he's like, yeah, we're all booked up till September. And the greatest thing is as we're walking into this hipster, you know, place we see a baby dressed as wolverine he's sucking on one of the claws we have another baby dressed up as fucking magneto it's great (laughs) so this hipster he totally realizes leah thompson so he rushes over he wants a selfie and uh 
he goes, whoa, it's a star, a star of the criminally underrated 1983 Jaws 3D and the 1998 The Wizard of Loneliness. And even Leah Thompson goes, wow, those are deep cuts. And then Howard the Duck's like, oh, what a hipster. And then we see Tara, and she reaches for Howard, and she goes, judge or judge. Judge or not be judged. You wear a fedora most Georgia. of the time. And, for, and, you know, Howard's like, yeah, whatever. How dare you? She's like, check out this back room. I think something's going on back here. So they walk back there, and it's like the dark room where they, you know, they they uh, you know, they do their stuff with the photo, fo- photographs. They, you know, they put them in the ink. They hang them up with the whole clothespins and stuff. That's, she the, goes, that's the stuff for poppers. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you know, you know. And he goes, whoa, this is spooky. You leave me all this way, kid? This this duck's got terrible night vision. Tara says, Tara, no, her, his uh, his uh, assistant, well, it's a fair trade-off since you can't fly. Oh, wait, sorry. Ha, 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 Howard says. And they're walking around back there trying to figure out what's going on, and all of a sudden, uh, Wah! Howard says, shh, shut up, it's just me. It's Leah Thompson. Wait, there's a clerk. Where's the clerk, says Tara. And then all of a sudden, Leah Thompson, she goes, oh, wait a minute. He took a selfie with me, and he pinched out, and he he printed out an aged parliament. And then he had to rush me home to get his artisanal Sharpie. Artisanal. Art, artisanal. Artisanal. Sorry. I'm not. A, I'm trying to get there. Yeah. No, you're, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah I'm trying yeah, to get yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And, and that we have a little asterisk from the writer. And it says, uh, Brooklyn hipster jokes were on sale because they were getting hella stale at the <laughs> shop. And I regret nothing, says Chip, the writer. That's awesome. And Howard's like, well, whatever. This place is much bigger and spookier than a baby photo. Studio, I think something. It looks like there's something around the corner. What the huh? And then boom, we see the apartment of Bev from Howard the Duck movie. What? It's the apartment set, the loft, if you will. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Leah Thompson. Oh my God! It it's all coming back to me now. And then Tara, Howard's assistant. Is it this? You recognize this place? Are you a celebrity, uh, a voice of the baby, or a baby sitcom? Or Liz? no, I was I was brought here several times. It feels like a fog, but they had me perform on this stage. Something, something. Sorry, it's all it's all so fuzzy. I play the character named Bev, and Howard's like, wait a minute, wait, wait, Bev, Bev, Bev is. It wasn't a character named Beverly Switzer by any chance. Yes, yes, Leah Thompson says yes, it was. That's how did you know that name? And then Howard's like, "That's been my main squeeze. How how do you know that name?" And then all of a sudden, we get a shot of Howard the Duck, straight out of the nineteen eighty movie. He walks up. What? Who the fuck are you? <laughs> so they are replacing me already. Unbelievable! Ah, uh, this guy doesn't even look like. Me, he doesn't even look realistic. He looks like he's about to explode or smooth. And then Howard, the real Howard the Duck, he explodes. He starts choking this fake Howard from the movie. What? He's choking him. He's choking him. All of a sudden, he, what the hell are you doing, man? The union's going to hear about this. And all of a sudden, his mask, the the Howard the Duck mask starts to fall. We see blue skin underneath. And Which Howard's one? The, like, the movie one. Yeah, the movie one. Okay. And we see blue skin on it. And the real Howard, he's like, I'm tired of this. He's I'm, Mr. Meeseeks. I'm tired of this. This is my life. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Tara, she's holding the real Howard back. 
and we see Howard the Duck from the movie with the mask off, and he kind of looks like Yoda, but with blue skin. What? I, I, I'm not a duck man. My name's Trevor. I'm just an actor. Which totally, like, Trevor, actor, Iron Man 3. Like, it had to be a callback to that. Dude, this is, this, what the fuck? What is this? And Howard says, are you a fucking actor? And then all of a sudden, yeah, it's your life. <laughs> but seriously, it's your life. And then Howard goes, wait, who? Who the hell are you? Pardon my rudeness. I'm overwhelmed from meeting the greeting of the real Howard. I am Mojo. Interdimensional producer extraordinaire win of 25,250 mojis. Entertainment Infinity called me interesting, powerful, one of the most. Or else you, sir, are my number one star. Dude, and this is the this is what we could have gotten WandaVision. That's why I went to that. Yeah. I, I, I speculated because I love I, oh, this fucking comic. God, dude, this is awesome. Howard's like, what? Why? How? Your natural charisma, I suppose. And then we see, like, uh, Mojo's number one. He kind of looks like uh, Peter Cushing with long hair. Old guy, gray hair, but it's long. He's in, like, green suit. Yeah, okay. It's like, it's unusual that you would have found the set. And Howard's like, for what? What is this? Ratings magic, Master Domo. Please fill him in. So apparently, uh, Master Domo is Mojo's number one guy. And he's like, uh, hmm, it's, it's putrid paleness has alluded to what the current number for the star of the multi-platform Mojoverse Network brand. You're hot, Howie. Flame Royal Duck Hot. Oh, <laughs> if it isn't a character find of 2015. Which this uh, comic was published next to Biggs, and he's talking to Tara. He's got he's like Tara's like she's a shapeshifter. She's a beautiful woman, uh, minority demographic. This woman's going to be the next Mojo star, and she's like, oh, I'm, I'm furious. I wasn't I wasn't so adorable, and and uh, Howie's like, I'm a star. What does that even mean? And that's where Domo's like, we have been making reality shows of you since you have arrived on Earth. He's like, that's creepy. Why would I even watch that? Says Howard. Well, 90% of our programming involves your superheroes, but it turns out that the market can get saturated. So, you know, we an average take on things has proven refreshing to our pan-dimensional audience. And that's where Leah Thompson comes in. Where do I come into all this? Have, have you been kidnapping me? And Domo says, please, Miss Thompson, do not paint us out to be lowly criminals. You have been sporadically plucked from interdimensional obscurity and made a true star. And Howard's like, what? Why is this a reality show? Why would you Why would you have a soundstage if it's reality? Why would you have a soundstage and why would you have Leah Thompson to play Bev? Like, why wouldn't you just record the normal Bev? Yeah. And that's where Domo's like, well, frankly, there are large stretches of your life where little happens. You arrive on Earth, sparkled several highly rated adventures, and then nothing. Years would go by, and then suddenly you'd be in action again, and then gone. So, so, so. So, the idea came to me. 
Wait, oh, sorry, sorry. This is Mojo. So the idea came to me. What if we filled in the gaps with scripted shows, a true Mojo production? <laughs> We'd wait for you to get exciting again and, and fill your role with Zion, the best duck costume money can buy for your eternal sidekick, Beverly. And that's where Leah Thompson's like, you, you hired me? You, 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 you didn't hire me. We hired one of the only Leo Thompson. Carolina the City does very well as the Mojo Syndication. <laughs> and that's where Carol, like, Leah Thompson she just punches him in the face. You absolute creep. You kidnapped me. You erased my memory. And none of it even counted toward my IMDB page. And that's where we see Tara. She's in the back. And she's like, I guess we're going to start having to fight these aliens, aren't we? And I was like, yeah. Probably gonna, awesome. gonna have to fight him, and then Tara transforms into what? She's a shapeshifter. So, what do you think she transforms into? Uh, boiling water. It's a robot. What robot do you think she transforms into? Terminator. Nope. Robocop. Better. Ed two hundred nine. It's when five cats form Jesus Christ. one cat are you serious oh it's voltron baby what she forms voltron what? let's solve this with violence does this mean i get bumped up from an extra mm, says mojo and yeah how uh, mojo's like protect he goes protect me at all costs my minions if you die make it beautiful very special death so we can see Leah Thompson. She's fucking doing karate. Howard the Duck's doing karate. Tara and Voltron form is doing karate. They're beating the shit out of these henchmen. Leah Thompson's pissed. And she's starting to get her ass kicked because she's just a human. She's yeah, an she's, actress. she's an actress. She's an she, old actress. Yeah, she gets her ass kicked and all of a sudden we hear, oh, she's gasping. Leah, oh, God, are you all right? If anything ever happened to you, and it's the, uh, the alien who played the... Howard the Duck from the movie. Oh, uh, yeah, he rescues her. He's like, oh, I got you. Like, because they were doing scenes together. He is, He wasn't brainwashed. Oh, that's cool. Zian. Zian is his name. Okay. I'm fine. Thanks you. Thank you, she says. The Blue Yoda. Yeah, yeah, the Blue Yoda. And then all of a sudden, Tara, she's like, ah, we got these guys. They're beating their asses. Howard's pissed off. And then Domo, he's like, sir, I have no idea how they found us. Your location scouting is abysmal. Time to bring in a special guest star. And Domo says, yes, of course, my Solvin. Attend my assistance. We need on set. We need somebody to help us. And apparently his name is Helix. Now, are you familiar with, uh, I think, Spiral? Helix the cat? No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the joke. Are you familiar with, with Spiral? Spiral the dragon? No, Spiral from Marvel. He's got I... six arms. Oh, yeah, one, yeah, yeah, A couple metallic. This is like a male version of Spyro. So he comes in dreamy as fuck, six arms, one of them's metal, long platinum blonde hair, and Tara... So fucking obscure. Tara is very smitten. Oh my God, she says. So he says, show... I I would imagine he's kind of like subservient. Show over everyone. Mm. And mm, excellent line! (laughs) Ho, 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 ho! And then she, Tara says, not so fast, man. Maybe we can take it slow. Whoa. And Tara says, Tara, 555-890-7302. I don't work Mondays of, and 
he he just kicks her right in the face. And she's kind of morphed, so she has six arms because she's a shapeshifter. So she's trying to fight him off. I am unsure what those digits mean. And Tara says, they mean everything. Helix. Oh, sorry. This is Mojo. Helix, your chemistry is undeniable, but the priority for Mojo Vision is the protection of our star investment. And Domo says, return Miss Thompson home. Wipe her mind. And then you can play off the sexual tension you have with Tara. Yes, my lord. And he takes Tara, or he takes uh, Leah Thompson. They go through a portal. Howard and Tara are beyond disbelief because they want to put an end to this. And all of a sudden, Helix shows up. Boom. Nice swimming pool with Leah Thompson. Well, Leah Thompson says, today has been a weird day. Apologies, but the mind will wipe, will not harm. You in any way, just look here. And Leah elbows him in the face, knocks him out, takes the mind-wiping device. She says, but it's not a day that I would want to forget. Hmm. A mind wiper. That could come in handy during auditions that are, don't go so well. Howard, Asterix, her husband, the director, Howard Dooch. I know, I know. The world is full of coincidences, says Chip, the writer. She says, Howard, I'm home. We need to wire money to a duck who solved her problem. Then we cut back to Mojo. Enough! Finish this! Howard, gladly consider your show canceled. He gets punched in the face. All of a sudden, this weird, like, insect creature, he, like, spews goop all over Tara to freeze her in, like, a ember cocoon, like in Jurassic Park. Yeah. She can't move. Domo's like, don't worry, uh, Miss Miss uh, Tara. Uh, the holding gel will uh, infiltrate your lungs, and it'll feed you the necessary oxygen. Howard says, look, if you need me so bad, just let us go. My life's clearly miserable, and therefore, great TV. You may as well trash this dumb studio, because that situation ain't changing anytime soon. Of course I wouldn't. I paid top dollar to make sure of that. Howard says, what? How can you do that? And Mojo, you are missing Dinsville. Off the radar, your life was the equivalent of a post-credit cameo. Nice call back to Guardians. Yeah. And while Miss Thompson and Zion did an admirable job portraying your nabbing dozens of mojis. And then Zion just pops up. He's like, hey, how's it going? Yeah, I did a good job. I, I found the key to the character was... <laughs> it just cuts off. <laughs> there was certainly no replacement for the real deal. How is this? What did you do? Isn't it obvious? Hmm. Um, I bloated. Who cares, Domo? It's all part of the show now. We paid specialists to make your life hell, Howie. We made it resisting again to make it watchable. I love the Bev episode. Earlier in this series, Howard was reunited with Bev. And, uh, yeah, basically, Bev stayed away from Howie because every time she was around him, bad stuff would happen. So we find out Mojo's been in charge of it the whole time. Anytime that Howie's around, he tries to make his life living hell to increase ratings for the Mojo verse. I can see how this is your favorite. It's amazing. This, so is, good. A, this is awesome. Yeah. And then it just we, we see Mojo choking Howie. And Howie's like, that, that's impossible. Who, who has that kind of power? And then we hear from the author, oh, wait, wait a second, Chip. 
Is this? Oh, oh no, Chip. And then we see a shot of the two writers of this current comic book in alien form sitting in a panel full of uh, TV screens that are showing you scenes from various points of this comic's iteration. And it says, next issue, ah, shit. (laughs) What? What? Uh, This was from Howard the Duck, number nine, uh, with special guest star Leah Thompson. Yeah, we barely believe it either. This is from like 2015. Uh, this Howard the Duck run is phenomenal. Like I said, I love it. Uh, is that out in graphic novel form? It is. Yeah, it you, is? You can get in collected editions. Uh, 2015? Yeah, around that era. It's, I'm going it's over so to Gutter. I'm going it's to Gutter so Pop. Good. I want to yeah. pick this up. This uh, this sounds right up my it's alley. Bananas. Uh, this I believe uh, the 10th issue was the finale. Okay. Uh, but uh, it it was like I love Howard the Duck and uh, oh, what's there not to love? It's it's so good, so good. So okay, good. so I I'm really 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 hoping that in the new Guardians movie he is a character. I would like it, but I don't want him. To I don't be, mean to. I don't mean like no, like like a, like, like a, a Kraglin t- character. Like, I, uh, like, yes, I would love like as as much as I've loved seeing like Rocket and Thor, like Kraglin and Howard. Like oh uh, yeah, it'd be great. Like it'd be great. Give him as much screen time as Stallone had. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just that's all you need. More. Yeah. No, that would be just how we say the, the, it. this. Like I, I, it was so nice because like I was on Howard the Duck uh, when this when this comic came out when the first issue came out. I bought it. I bought two, three, four, and I was on it. And uh, when this one came out, it was like I bought it. I read it, and I was like, "There's been very few times where I ask my comic book uh, provider." To reserve this copy for me. Yeah. And there's only like two or three times where I walk into the shop and he goes, yeah, <laughs> the one I reserve for you, a lot of people are coming to get it. And this was one of those books. Dude, bless his heart. Yeah. He's a good man, George. Good old George. Conspiracy theorist George. I mean, the world's shit. There are crab people. Oh, yeah. They're going to totally make us crabby. I think the crab people try to make you gay. Wasn't that what it was? No, that gay's happy. I, I keep, I, I, take keep that. I keep going back to South Park. Yeah, I would take that. I mean, that's why I want to crab people. But you know, gay's good. That's yeah, I mean, good. Whatever they're yeah. having, they're having, having a, having a gay great, old time. Gay old time, man. Yeah, yeah. it's good stuff. It's good yeah, stuff. Man, absolutely. Uh, well, my friend, I guess on that note, well, we're gonna start this and hmm. wow. Well, this is podcasting. Wow! Waka waka, y'all. Hi, uh, I'm Dr. D. I'll be your attending physician today. Uh, what seems to be the problem? Doc, I, I I don't know. I, I I look around me and uh, at the world and everything. It just it's just so weird. Well, how so? Everything's just so different. I don't know. I, I notice this stuff all the time. Hmm. Let's see. That seems pretty serious. But uh, you know, there, there's really only one thing I can prescribe to you for you know a time like this, and that's some common debauchery. What's that? 
Comedy Debauchery is a show about all the weirdness in life in 2021. It's sure to bring laughter to your life and help you get through. Tune in to Comedy Debauchery every Tuesday on the BICBP-radio network or dial it up on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Comedy Debauchery. The world's weird. Why not laugh about it?